Welcome back to the Jake's Well podcast. This week on the School of Unlearning, we just had an awesome Easter celebration. And today we're going to spend some time looking at one of the resurrection stories. So let's get started. Good morning. And good morning to you, Shua. <laughs> that was wow. It was. It was a little formal, wasn't it? It was like newscast. It was. I liked it. This just in. You know, that kind of <laughs> hey, thing. Hey, Wolf, uh, here <laughs> I am. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Here in beautiful DC. Speaking of that, why do they always have weathermen in the weather? Oh. Because you're like, I'm covering the hurricane. Right. You can't the, hear me right now. Right. All of our equipment just It's quit. really bad out here. The government has said, go inside, but I'm covering this. <laughs> Hurricanes are the funniest. Yes. Yes. It's like, it's coming in. It's getting real bad. It's like, cool. Yep, yep, Why are you outside? Yep, yeah, that's right. Shouldn't you be running for your life? Wow. Ratings. Wow. Speaking of weather. Yeah. It's a beautiful day today. In the neighborhood, man. It's, it is. It, we get early spring. And then I think it'll probably get cold again a little bit, but then we'll get spring again. I don't know. This whole, this is the, I don't know if I remember a better spring. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I do. There's like one other one in my memory, but then I remember getting dumped on late March. Like this has been glorious. It has. We could use more rain. Yeah. Rivers are low. Water tables low. Everything's fire dry. fire hazards. Yes. And I love springtime, summer rain. Yeah. So I just putts in my garage and leave the doors open. And Well, we've even just had like, you know, little bits here and there the last two days and the grass has just greened Ooh. up like crazy. I was just yep. talking to a guy who does lawn service care and he's like, yeah, we thought we had some time. Nope. No, we need to start nope. in like a week or People two. People are like, fertilize now. Yeah. Yes. It feels like it should be a good movie. Like, it should. Fertilize, fertilize now. now. That's right. Coming this In way. a world <laughs> where grass is growing. Something like that. I think it's post Easter for you and I. Yes, it is. You can hear it in our voices. We are a little, we are, a little, but we're excited because so excited because Chipotle is coming in today. Mm. We're having Chipotle for lunch as a staff, and, um, and we're stoked that we really are. <laughs> we're very happy. We did have an amazing Easter. We did. It, you know, there's there so many awesome things about Easter. I think part of it was just that we got to have Easter in person, online, in all the different ways. And you just look at how far we've come in a year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just that is reason for celebration. And man, um, so many people getting re-engaged, both online and in person, and so many new people. I, I met mm-hmm. some folks, one family just came up and said, yeah, we've been listening and you know doing church online for a year. We've never been here. This is our first <laughs> week. And it was and, like, And crazy wow. to imagine that like they didn't really have a connection with us. Yeah. COVID hit. They're like, yeah. well, I need to get plugged in somewhere. Yeah. And they found... Yes. Well. <laughs> well, through one of the other people who was actually doing a watch party in their garage, they went and then nice. they started doing it every week, young couple with young kids and Jakeswell families and all that. It was just, and just so many stories of people just rolling back in. And, you know, a big part of our heart was, you know, to celebrate the resurrection, to celebrate, you know, everything Easter is, but also just to bring people in to reflect on the year we've had and just give people permission to be where they're at. And that's what made um, the story we chose for Easter just so wonderfully appropriate. It is, it's like every now and again, there's a passage of scripture just sings in your heart. This one just sings in my heart. I, I don't know how else to say it. It just makes me happy and comforted when I spend time in this passage, just because I think because of the intimacy, because of the realness, you know, it's the story of course, of Mary Magdalene coming to the tomb and she's coming to the tomb in kind of a manic state of mind, right? And um, we talked this weekend that, you know, we've all had some moments this last year, it may be days or weeks or longer, where we were a little manic. We were invested mm-hmm. in a narrative. We were 
concerned about something that turns out didn't happen and we got afraid or we got angry or we were worked up about some something and some things that were very real in addition to the fact that there was just a lot of really real things that happened there were people who died this year there were people who lost jobs this year there were people who um, had to deal with um, work being completely different kids being home and um, because of that it's just to acknowledge and for so many people who are just rolling in for the first time in a long time that we've all been through a trauma we've all been through a time of mental and emotional um, just um, stress. And it, and it was the kind of thing where it wasn't a week or so, or even a season. It was four seasons of a year where mm-hmm. we're now on the anniversary of shutdowns. And we're not back yet. And and the truth is, is although we're all probably mentally ready to be back, we're not done with this yet. I mm-hmm. heard a really good quote from a doctor the other day who was just, people were asking, when are we going to be able to do this? And he was on the news. He just kind of shrugged and he said, well... You know, I know everybody's done with COVID, but COVID's not really done with us. And um, that's not something we want to hear, but it's the truth. So we're still doing this. And so because of that, just to understand what that does to a person physiologically, what it does to a person mentally, what it does to do a person uh, emotionally, it's okay if we're feeling a little out of our mind. It's okay if we're feeling a little... Um, anxiety, you know, whether it's anxiety over a very specific thing or what they call free-floating anxiety, mm-hmm. which is the worst because free-floating anxiety is just, I just have this general sense that yeah, you, some, can't, pin it you can't pin it. And it's just, it's a, it's an indication that you've been under stress too long. Um, and then you find some place to park it and then you obsess about it or you get angry about it or you over respond to it uh, rather than just acknowledging, oh, okay, I'm feeling this, you know, um, and then just to kind of even with a journal or a piece of paper, write out, well, why am I feeling this? You know, um, you know, and you start listing the things we've been through this last year, you realize, wow, okay, that makes sense that I'm feeling some of this manic thing. I mean, that's what makes the story so wonderful. So Mary comes to the tomb, right? And she's, she's just a little out of her mind. Tomb's empty. She doesn't know what to make of that. She can't even create constructs of understanding. She can't even, you know, say, well, this must mean this or this means this. She doesn't seem to be thinking logically or even necessarily rationally. She's, you know, just tell me where he is. I'll get him. I'll take care of this. Well, what does that even mean? And what, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she runs and James and John run and they see, but then they leave because they don't know what's going on. And so they're no help. And then you have her just in this kind of frozen state, right? She's just standing by the tomb, um, weeping. And that just, for me, seems to be a metaphor for so many people I've talked to here recently. They just feel um, numb, done. I'm just done. And I'm just whatever. And uh, maybe it's not actual weeping, but there's just kind of this feeling of being stuck. You know, the whole under pressure, we go to the, the, the central core of our brain, the lizard brain, they call it sometimes when, and that's the part of the brain, the survival brain where you fight, flight, or freeze. I just think a lot of people were frozen. And um, so she looks in the tomb and then um, she sees angels. And and the thing about it is that um, just just giving ourselves permission to be in that place a little bit where, um, you know, we, we are, we're, um, we're just not really okay. We're, we're kind of feeling the leg of all that. 
um, it's just a very, really good thing to do. It's a very real thing to do. It's a very honest thing to do. And to not shame it. I think when I talk to people between services and after services, the part of the message that seemed to land with a lot of people is just our conversation about shame. That that when we're in that state, it you know it becomes even if we're very gracious to other people in that state, we can become very hard on ourselves. Just saying, you know, I shouldn't feel this way, or I should be stronger, or oh look, I'm eating too much at this stage, or I'm doing too much of this or doing too much of that, and and you can beat yourself up for all the different things that you're feeling. And we we talked in the message this weekend about um, this thing of understanding the nature of feelings. We, we really have very little control over our feelings. And the way your feelings really get out of control is by trying to control them or deny them or push them away. But you've got to engage your feelings. So if you're feeling these things of feeling numb or out tired, you got to listen to that. The, 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 the mature response, the Christian response, the Jesus response is to, to listen to that response, that, that question. So, of course, the angels ask her that really important question, you know, why are you weeping? And so often that gets preached like, we well, shouldn't be weeping because Jesus is alive. But I just wonder if there isn't something deeper there where, I mean, they're tapping into what are you feeling, what are you weeping? And then, of course, Jesus shows up, right? And he says, not only what, why are you weeping, but what are you looking for? And it just seems to me that those are two ridiculously profound questions, right? You know, what are you feeling? Why are you weeping? How did you get here? And what is it that you really want? And if there's anything the pandemic has done is it's it's shaken out. Man, this is a year where a lot of that's got challenged. A lot of that's got destroyed. Um, you know, and and uh, and some of that's really good. Um, I I have been taken back by how many conversations some people have reached out to me who are really having a hard time coming back to church. And and part of that is um, not because they've gotten in another pattern or habit. I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. But the bigger things they're saying is, I just don't know how I feel about things right now. I mean, for some people, um, the issues of social justice related to race and all that stuff just really shook them in terms of, okay, what do I believe about this? And what's my role in this? And where's the church in this? And then, of course, the election and how polarizing that was and how divided that was and how um, we all seem so certain about the side we're on being so righteous and the other side being so unrighteous. And, you know, I'm going to go to Christian, I'm going to go to church with Christians who are on the opposite end of that. And then just the whole pandemic thing, you know, the mask, no mask and all this kind of stuff. Um, just people are, are just in a place where, um, you know, we're just... Uh, mentally, emotionally, just really feeling pretty vulnerable. So the, the real thing we wanted to say this Easter is just a couple simple things. You know, one is um, um, be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, give yourself permission to be where you're at. Um, God is a God who um, is not angry or frustrated with him. You haven't messed up his plan. He's not like, oh, well, I would really do some stuff if you could pull it together. You know, um, he's he's not like that. And and um, he is a good father who is not expecting you to go faster than you can go. And, you know, the, the other thing we wanted to say to people is, you know, in that numb state where you've been hurt, where you're wounded, when you're feeling vulnerable, it's very easy not to receive good news, not to receive hope, not to. Um, so Mary sees angels. She sees Jesus and she's not able to receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just have some courage to try hope, you know, um, 
even if something as simple as chipotle for lunch. I'm really excited about chipotle for lunch. Um, yeah, you you spoke to that to that idea of of her looking at Jesus, literally looking at the mm-hmm. at her Lord, the one that she had gazed upon and had so much time with, and it was her trauma that was essentially blocking her from, right. from seeing him as as he is. You know, something that's interesting about the Easter story, Good Friday. When we talk about Good Friday, we're really good at like leaning into the the dark, the yes. hard, the pain. Oh, yeah. When we look evangelicals, at the, we love that. <laughs> but when we look at the Easter story, um, sometimes I think we we read it. We know we know the ending. Like we right. so, um, but to realize the state that Mary would have been in going to that tomb, she is two and a half days yep. after watching her best friend, yes. her her God, her Savior, her everything, right. um, be murdered on a tree. Yeah. And, and and any of us who've lost anyone, and we haven't probably had to watch it in the way that she had to watch the, him. Um, you imagine the kind of pain. Yeah. You want to talk about constructs being torn out. You want to talk about rug being pulled out from under. Yeah. And it shows up in, in, in all the, the stories, doesn't it? I mean, you got the guys on the road to Emmaus who can't see clearly. Mm-hmm. They did. They're just, and they're asking, what does this mean? And, and, um, and they have to walk with Jesus, and he has to unpack it for them before they even are able to see it. You get it in yeah, Thomas. Thomas's pain. Yeah. yeah, that he just, I mean, there's almost kind of an angry obstinance to Thomas, you know, an honest pain, but just say. Yeah, and can, can you yeah, blame him? Oh, man, that's, oh, totally, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Be kind to yourself. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy has just said, I signed up for this, and this is not what I expected, and, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you see it in Peter and wondering, you know, am I still in? You know, after Jesus, Peter sees the resurrected Christ, still he goes back to, tries to go back to fishing. And and so much needs to be reinstated. And, and you know, um, and, and just to acknowledge that we're all kind of in this together and we're all going through this, man, just super, super important. And for me, it made, it made the resurrection less a jumping around kind of clapping celebration kind of thing and just more of a heavy, sober, peaceful comfort mm. uh, this year. It was just kind of like, yeah, that's that's how I feel. And, j- and just the intimacy of Jesus. I mean, how does he break through with Mary? He says her name. It's so incredibly personal and intimate. And, um, you know, we, we as evangelicals throw, away, throw around that term a lot, personal relation with Jesus Christ, um, and it's overplayed and all that, but it is actually actually awfully beautiful, you know, to think about a personal love relationship with just Jesus and and um, and that he really does love me and he really does like me. And he's very excited about what he's making me. Um, you know, it just it's just a great, great picture of of hope um, in the midst of all that, you know. And then it was warm weather, and the worship was so good. Holy cow. I mean, it was just, I uh, I don't always get to sit in worship, but I just made a point, um, particularly that last set with, with the virtual choir and um, Graves to Gardens. It was just like, oh, man, can we just keep doing this? This was just so good. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Uh, if anybody listening to the podcast knows Tana, Tana Stever, she's awesome. Um, yeah, she kept, Shout out she, to Tana, whose birthday it was. Yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. Yeah, she I believe kept, she's 29. <laughs> she kept uh, sneak, welcome, sneaking Donna. out at the end of services so that she could come. I think she was in three of the services at the end. <laughs> I was in the back all three. It was just like, wow. That was sweet. It was sweet. 
Yeah. So, I mean, the, the big message we really want people to hear right now is let's be kind to each other. Let's be, let's be kind to ourselves and, and, you know, let's receive hope, you know? Um, and, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a, um, you know, awesome, awesome season, uh, to celebrate Easter and celebrate the resurrection. Um, getting ready to launch a new series next week. Um, and this one I'm very excited about, just to foreshadow it a little bit. It's called Every Opportunity. And it's about um, seeing our mission, our vocation, our purpose, and what we do every day. So, I mean, a lot of times uh, churches will talk about uh, we need to have a mission or we need to have, we need to impact the community. And so we try to do something special. In fact, uh, this coming Saturday, we're doing a food distribution. And mm-hmm. it was so awesome because, like, um, when we first did it, the staff was like, it's right after Easter. Do we all have to do this? <laughs> but we've got like probably 20 more volunteers than we need right now for it just because people love to do these good things. And it's so good, so wonderful. And even when we go on mission trips and things like that, those are powerful. I think they tend to be more powerful, the people who go on the mission trips very often than the people who are actually, you know, supposed to be being helped by the mission trip. Anyway, um, but very often we do that and then we go back to Monday and we say, oh, I wish I could do meaningful stuff every day. And what we're really wanting people to see is the meaning in what they do every day, the mission, the call, the vocation, the opportunity in what they do every day. And we're going to be doing some special things over the next couple of weeks. We're going to be recognizing some people who we just think have been very heroic during the pandemic. So we're going to have a week where we recognize medical professionals and all the people connected to the medical community we're going to be having a week where we really celebrate teachers and everybody who's been involved in education. We're going to do a week where we're just going to recognize civil servants, government leaders, first responders, just those folks who had to stay on point, stand in the gap when, you know, nobody knew how dangerous this stuff was. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then we're going to actually do business leaders, those ones who had to navigate um, keeping businesses going, caring for employees well. Um, leading well from a Christian perspective, um, recognizing the best thing you can do for a person in need is give them a job, create a job. And so we're, we're just going to um, demystify the the misunderstanding. I, I actually want to call it a heresy that the church believes that there's some kind of distinction between clergy and laity, mm-hmm. that there are ministers, and I guess everybody else is a ministry. I don't know. Um, but we all are ministers, we're all called, we're all ordained, we're all chosen, we're all equipped, we're all empowered, and I just really want to blow that up. And, and to say, too, that the, the clergy-laity thing, you know, if, if clergy's doing their job right, right, we are investing in and building into yep. Christians, into the church, and we're sending you out, you know, our job tends to happen uh, inside of the building largely, right, right. Um, so that we're that we're motivating people. If if you go on the clergy only model and you take these clergy members who are investing all of their time in the church, well, then who's reaching right. the world, right? Um, and and that's not the model. Well, we're when we're cut off from places. That's one of the things people if they could understand is that say some people come come and they'll say something like, "I understand my work environment so hard. I'm the only Christian there." And, and I just want to take a step back from that and say, do you hear what you just said? You're the only Christian there. There's an opportunity there. I mean, what if you change the narrative, flip the strip, script, you know, change perspective, then all of a sudden it becomes, okay, there's an opportunity here. And of course, the first thing you need to do with that opportunity is do your job really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and be kind. And be, be humble, kind, yes. Yeah. And not, you know. The kind of person that makes Jesus 
attractive. Yeah, help ex- them see. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Don't be an idiot and jerk and lazy, and then talk about Jesus. Actually, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> don't be that guy because, um, yeah, don't be that guy. So yeah, so I, I'm excited about the season we're coming in, and um, yeah, God's just doing some really cool things in and around us, um, and just so grateful. Man, that he, I mean, just think about, again, where we were a year from now. I mean, we, we weren't doing in person. We weren't even in the office. I mean, yeah. we would talk. We're surviving. We were. <laughs> we were talking by Zoom. Yeah, so how are you? Good. Yeah, okay. How do we do this? And it, and I was still the frustrating one who couldn't remember to turn on my microphone and the passwords and all that other stuff like that. No comment. I still do it. I know. I'm, I'm, it takes a village to raise an idiot, and that's why there's so many people who work here at Jacobswell. Oh, man. Oh, but yeah, it feels like resurrections feels like spring. So Yeah, and I think an appropriate time for us, in light of everything, just to look at hope and look at, like, okay, there's, there's things coming. There God's is. God's working. Um, and, and as you said at the beginning, we're in this kind of weird now and not yet yep. place of of we see hope, we feel like everything's coming to a close, but yes. it's not quite there yet. Yes. We need to be patient. And and I think um, the posture of just being like, just being hopeful. Yes. Hope, uh, peace, hope, perspective, love. I mean, the whole idea of, I mean, people, even, we're starting to get some pushback on masks right now, just to be perfectly honest. People say, do we still have to do this? Do we still have to do this? All this? Okay. You know what? We're going to come back to our original message on masks. Why are we doing it? Well, because of love. Mm-hmm. It's just a posture of love that makes people feel safe. It's, part of submitting to governing authorities. It's part of just um, making sure we're all ready to do this together. And um, yeah, so we're not going to stand on our rights and our freedoms. We're going to actually be willing to submit our rights and our freedoms um, in just a way so that it serves each other in the common good. So for love's sake, you know. It sounds like something Jesus would do. It just does. To me, it does. And I mean, um, obviously people have a lot of thoughts and opinions and all that about that, but um that's kind of where we're at. So we're going to stick with that. It's kind of been our story all year, and we're sticking to it. So, Country song takes us out. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I think it's food time. I think it is. I, mm-hmm. I, I would be less than honest. I've been thinking Chipotle. Yeah. That's all we're thinking Have we about. mentioned we're having Chipotle for <laughs> And we're very excited about that. What's going on? All right. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for being with us and for being a part of these this Easter weekend. It was an absolute blast for us and so cool to see so many people checking out our church and just loving other people well. Um, we got some cool things coming up in this next season. Excited to be telling you more about that very soon. That's all. Bye-bye. <laughs>